Hello and welcome to The Secret Layer, the home of gaming and geeks. We hope you enjoy our shows, and if you'd like to support us, you can donate to our Patreon. Welcome to D&D 101. Uh, my name's Niall. I'll be your DM today. My name's Connie. My name's Jack. And uh, this is a show where I, a DM, who's done this for quite a while, tries to teach you guys, people with various degrees of D&D, <laughs> how to play D&D. And we are continuing with our character races, uh, and we are on a very cool one. I've recently really enjoyed reading about this and like getting to know it, and I've always thought they were cool. We'll start this how we always start this. with uh, They're called Goliaths. What kind of people do you think they are? Mm. I know that there are giants. Mm. So they won't be giants, but I'm picturing. Yeah, that's my th- a my thing about tall being. Mm. Whenever I think, whenever D and D questions come up like this, I'm like, well, Goliath could mean it could be like a, a uh, like anything from dragons, but I know dragons are their own thing. You know what I mean? Mm. But then, so like, I'm forced to think about mythology where you've got like the Titans and you've got giants and you've got like the Titans of Greek mythology and stuff. So essentially yeah. they're not giants where it's like, oh, this guy's 30 foot tall, but like, oh, that's a skyscraper, if not bigger than a skyscraper, like oh, continent size, that kind of thing. colossal Titan. Like Colossus. So not like one of the well. actual, sorry, like the I'm Colossus, going to on The big Colossuses and um, Shadow of the Colossus. That's what I'm picturing. Fuck off, massive But these are creatures. playable races. So these In are people that, case, that you could be. Fuck that! For no- fuck that noise! <laughs> I'm the continent. No, um, I don't know. Then I, don't, I can't even imagine what they'd look like unless it's just giants that are bigger, or you know. Okay. Well, I feel like that was some pretty good. That was that was a pretty good like first go at it. So, <laughs> Goliath are giant kin. Sorry, what, what? Giant what? Giant kin. Kin is in like they're not giants, but they are descended from them. oh okay i misheard kin as kitten i said I the same like... thing and i was like what the fuck <laughs> that's that's metal they are giant cats yeah. <laughs> no 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 the giant kin, kin. kin. The so they're related to giants descendants of giants somehow yeah so i thought we could start this episode by oh. having a bit of a story time <laughs> like hagrid are they like i hagrid? was thinking the hagrid same thing. okay well i thought if we're going to talk about giant kin and there will be more. We are actually going to talk about more giant kin next next time. Okay. Mm-hmm. But this is the first one. I think it was like kind of the, the coolest one to like pick up on first. <laughs> but um, it's probably good to learn a bit more about giants. Yes. First. Cool. And I don't think any of this will be like kind of game breaking where you'll be like, oh, now I know too much. I think like what I'm going to try and tell you is like some nice mythology that you could have heard as like a story in game. So it's not like no, nothing in D&D is like pinpoint accurate, which is what I like about it is that like you can hear one mythology, but another mythology will just completely contradict it. And you'll be like, which one's true? Maybe both. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, so... We've heard about the creator races, like the first people to fully exist. Yeah. And they kind of came about um, first through sort of like just maybe gods creating them and things like that. But the thing that kind of wiped out a lot of that civilization and what kind of paved the way for the world as we know it today, and this is more like recent history, even though it is like 4,000 years ago, is um, the giant empire. And giants were created by a god called, give me a second, (laughs) Anam. Anam. Anam was the god of giants. And he created like the very first pre-generator giants, I guess, like the, the very mm-hmm. first ones. And they were with a partner of another lesser deity mm-hmm. called Othea. And she was like Gaia, if that makes sense. She was kind of like a, a, a le- lesser deity of the earth. She represented herself as a mountain. as literally how she would come in physical form as a, as, so as a representation of a mountain. kind of Tafiti. What's that? Oh, it's from Moana. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's Very a mountain much. in Moana. Very much like that. She is like their creator god of the earth, but also a mountain. Okay. And it's like, <laughs> is that just a spiritual representation of her or is that actually what her physical form is? Because she's a god, it's hard to tell. Yeah. That's what's cool about mythology and gods, I think, especially in, in this. So it's kind of a bit of a love story in a way that like, you know, Anam and Athea like we're married and Anam was like, yeah, I got like, got like a wife and stuff and just popping out like tight. Well, it, 
popped out like the first few giants. Um, you got your fire giants, your cloud giants, your stone giants, your storm giants, your frost giants, your hill giants. There was uh, wood giants, and then the very final ones were called um, ettins, which literally meant like runt, <laughs> just the runt. And they had two heads. Have all these different giants got very different forms? Like a like a tree, a wood giant might be like an ent yeah. or whatever. Like they're yeah, a bit a lot a lot different. So an ettin has two heads. Mm-hmm. A hill giant probably looks the closest to an ettin in the sense that it's like a typical giant that you'd imagine, like massive ogreish looking kind of creature that just sort of no magic with about. a club and yeah that yeah. Kind of thing. Whereas a frost giant looks like a barbarian with like icicles. Mm. A cloud giant looks quite beautiful and tall. A stone giant looks like they're made of earth. A fire yes. giant is like dark bronze skinned, wearing like full battle armor and fiery red hair. And a storm giant are like the tallest and the most grandest and they have something called the ordning and that's how they basically have their class system built and it's literally from tallest to smallest <laughs> like the mightier you are yeah. at, at the weakest highest lowest ranking giant so like the storm giants are the highest the weakest storm giant would still rank way above even the strongest fire giant okay Mm. Even if that fire giant was stronger than the weakest storm giant, they would rank higher. The storm giant would still be respected more. Okay, because that's that's the ordinary. Yeah. Um, and then it turned out that Athea was was a bit was not really that in love with Anna, oh. and had basically been cheating on him uh, with a different god who was the god of the sea, uh, and his name was and this is a hard one so please <laughs> bear with give me a heel can i see it u l u t i u ulu to you that sounds like a greeting ulu to you too ulu to you i feel like that ulu to you and he was a sea god ulu to you was a sea god Anam was like fuck this cunt and literally like found ulu to you and killed him oh um which meant that when his heart stopped, it froze like miles and miles and miles. And that's what created pretty much the North Polar Cap. Was I love the, that. It was the killing of this like god and his broken heart, wow. <laughs> freezing this whole like land. So it's pretty epic in terms of love story. Anam was like, right, to make things right, you're going to give me a son <laughs> to... Um, Othea and she was like nah you just killed the guy that I actually loved like what the fuck you doing and he's like bitch you go and do it (laughs) so she goes okay I'll do it I'll have your son however you have to leave the earth and you can't come back the only time you can come back is when your son rebuilds the giant empire and and calls out your name in the capital now the giant empire existed for quite a long time and they were made up of the progenitor giants and then the like giant sons and daughters from them now the one thing that stopped the giant empire from getting so big and it and it literally covered like a two-thirds of favor and it was massive the empire was called astoria and it was one of and it was the biggest empire and this is when like pretty much not many other races come in elves had just started to appear and goblinoids had just started to appear and they just got enslaved just like boom slaved um the biggest problem at the time was the dragons and their empire mm-hmm. and this created like the giant dragon empire uh well the giant dragon war and they just went to town with each other there was no quarter given and it only ended because essentially the um the dragons were like we've we've actually started infighting and we'd like to stop <laughs> <laughs> Because if this continues, then nobody's going to survive. And the giants were like, yes, it is good that this this infighting has happened. However, if we continue this fight, we will also die. Yeah. Even if one of them loses, one of them will still be strong enough to keep fighting. So there was a truce created, which also falls into this like mythology of the two gods playing a game together. And the game was going to dictate, you know, like chess, essentially. Mm. And the game winner would dictate who would win and whose empire would fall and whose empire would rise. Mm. And they got to a stalemate, so they chose to stop playing. <laughs> wow. And that's kind of like the mytho- that's like the mythological view on their gods having that's that cool. discussion. 
<clears throat> Pardon me. Thank you. So, Ostara had fallen because mm-hmm. of the dragon, a giant war. And Anam said, all right, you bitch, uh, I'll fuck off. You make sure you have my kid. So she had his child when he'd left Earth and she had him early. And he was a lot smaller than any of the other giants come before him. And he went to his kin and he said, can you help me build a story again? And they all went, fuck you, you're tiny, we're not doing what you say. Like, where are the big dogs here? Why don't you piss off? And he went, okay. And he went and found all the other giant king. Basically, all the other giant king who had been abandoned because they weren't actually children of Anam. So they'd been living as children of Anam, but actually they were part of, they were the children of the affair. Oh. They were still children of, of um, Othera. Othea? Athea. You know, the Gaia yeah. kind of constant. But they were also children of the sea rather than yeah. of Anam, the giant god. Okay. <clears throat> so he got all of them and he rebuilt Astoria. And as he was rebuilding it, all the giants were like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> and they went to war with him. Oh, it's a civil war. And they killed him. Holy shit. And Anam went ballistic. He was like, I literally left this planet <laughs> so that you could survive yeah. and that you could be stronger and you could have your empire again. And I even gave you a child who would lead you to, to fully reclaim what you'd lost in this, gi- in this giant dragon war. And you killed him. Real Jesus kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's like, nah, Fuck no more help all. for any of you. <laughs> so giants are like pretty much cut off from their spiritual leader their spiritual father in a way and um over the years giants are aging um, faster and faster so giants that could once live hundreds of thousands of years old their kin can only last fifty thousand. their kin can only last twenty five thousand. so it's slowly getting Mm. younger and younger and more dangerous to be a giant because the only ones that were immortal were the progenitor giants the very first ones Mm. but since their spiritual tie from their god has left they're getting weaker and weaker and weaker so that's an interesting can they still mate can they still have kids and all stuff so they still but their children don't live as long no so younger and younger fuck eventually it'll get to a point where they're like mosquitoes (laughs) (laughs) oh they're still the same quick fuck everybody fuck (laughs) everybody fuck (laughs) fuck. we've not got long so that's a little bit about giants okay now, Goliaths are kind of like if you wanted to play a giant person, mm. this is the this is the race you'd go for. Now, nobody actually knows their origins. Oh. They don't have any origins in terms of like religious startings. Mm. However, they are quite a nomadic race. Okay. So it makes sense that they've not got a lot of like foundational history. Yeah. Because they do kind of just rely on their survival skills uh they're massive they're the tallest playable race you can play between seven to eight feet uh tall so they're huge um taller than dragonborns taller than orcs probably taller than a warforged but but less heavy because <laughs> the warforged is literally made out of metal um they tend to have like bony or almost like rocky skin textures sometimes that can like look like almost like stone knuckles or mm-hmm. you know like stone like almost like a skin condition made out of stone and stuff mm. yeah but it makes them like hardier and solid their eyes are often bright blue or green sometimes glow a little bit so there's a bit of like magical essence to them um, their skin colors are tend to be like gray, white, to even brown or tanned, depending on the region that they come from. Um, but they look like stone. That's kind of like their look. They look like literal stone. They have these really cool patterns, though. So they have um, like birthmarks that are like darker stripes or like they look like tribal tattoos, but they're naturally forming. Okay, yeah. Which is why Goliaths don't have tattoos because they believe that they're like skin formations and their patterns can be read to like see their fate and see their future. So if you were to like get a tattoo, you could potentially rewrite your future and make it bad kind of thing. Okay. And it's kind of like sacred to have it appear as it, as it is. Um, they're as like a people quite competitive so they're really like they're about being the best at something um like a really fun thing that i heard somebody sort of say about them was the idea that if 
a Goliath is naturally strong and big and 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 probably like an axe wielding kind of creature. But if they saw a elf doing like you know the knife game, yeah, yeah, yeah. and not cutting themselves, they'd be like, "That's amazing! <laughs> I've got to do that." Yeah, I've got to learn how to do that. That's how competitive they are. They're like, if they okay. want to do something, and they'll sit there and they'll da, 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 da. and maybe like a few years later, he'll walk into a bar and he'll be like, da, 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 and people will be like, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing!" He'll be there going, "It's not as good as that elf though." <laughs> got to got to keep going until I'm better than that elf. And it's kind of like that's how they define themselves. Mm. They literally if they if they want to do something, they need to be the best at it. They need to and it's not about there's like a there's like an arrogant look to it, I guess, that they cuz they do brag about their deeds as well. Mm. Their favorite stories is hearing your greatest achievement. They would take as much interest in theirs as they would in yours because yours would fuel them. They'd be like with oh. that with that energy your achievement is that i can do i can do better i, I will do better right like okay. <laughs> i can i can match that and i will like and that's kind of the vibe of them and it's not it's not to be horrible it's meant to be about encouraging everyone you're all taught to brag about your deeds and also do better that's actually like, really wholesome as well though yeah. that relishing, you can't live on them they relish in other people's um yeah. you know success yeah. and then that strives them to become more successful exactly rather than just being like fuck oh god damn it he's better yeah. than me no it's it's a genuine oh great i get to i get to work at this I yeah get, to get better and your competition yeah i think the best kind of like comparison in terms of a character for a goliath is goku from dragon ball z mm. don't know if you've watched that but goku is just a guy who just loves fighting and he that's it he just he just seeks out the best in every like everything and he's always like you're the best oh that's great let's fight let's do it i want to fight you and when he loses he's like well i've learned something and next time i'm gonna kick your ass (laughs) (laughs) i need to watch dragon ball z is that also sorry is it also the name of a character in my hero academia goku i don't know or am i making that up i haven't watched my hero academia Uh, i only watched most of the first season but uh, oh yeah, it's it's similar. I think Roku. Roku. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Hello there, Jack the editor. And uh, wouldn't you know, I'm quite the anime fan, and I have watched My Hero Academia, and I know exactly who they're talking about. They're on about the main character Deku. It's not his real name. His real name is uh, Izuku Midoriya. Um, but yeah, at, kind of very different to Goku. Uh, he, he's a lovely little lad. Um, I do recommend it though. Anyway, back to the show. Okay. Anyway. This is a D&D podcast. Shut up. Sorry, yeah, moving on. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, they don't try to live on their past deeds, but they certainly are proud of them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, but that also means that they, they are really, like, impatient with cheaters or people who do gloat and don't do anything about it. Mm. Like, anyone that's a sore loser as well, they're just like, you lost fair and square. Like, get over yourself. Be better next time. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's the choice. This, so does that give them a quite um, flexible build? You can build them in any way because yeah. they could become obsessed with anything. Yeah. So you could have a, theoretically, an art, like a yeah. stealth giant. It's just like... Yeah, Goliath literally, in terms of role play, can pursue anything. Mm. like once they put their mind to something that's it they will be the best in terms of like that kind of culture but again this is like this is the basic standards you can break this you can say you're from a tribe of people who are very lazy they're you know just the chill goliaths it doesn't matter but this is certainly like some rules to break or at least you know go with um but yeah they don't believe they don't believe like in grudges if it's a fair fight or anything like that they're just like i lost totally fine next time i'll be better next time i'll kick your ass um but yeah it it can be it can be quite hard if they don't if they don't do anything better yeah like if you if you did something good and you're like yes i did something good but then you can't actually surpass that yeah that's quite hard on a goliath that will make them anxious because they'll be like oh no i am just all talk (laughs) um and because of that they're always pushing themselves further and further and harder and harder challenges and that means just just by the odds they don't tend to live that old (laughs) as a species and they don't have time for anyone who doesn't pull their own weight Mm. as as you get older if you get old enough as a goliath you will be banished from the tribe if you just don't bring anything to it it's much more honorable and old old like old goliaths will do this it's much more honorable to say i'm going to watch the night and going off by yourself and sitting in the freezing cold and freezing to death shit and then the tribe will find you because they'll know you said i'm going to watch the night 
That means only one thing. Do they live in the, like, North Pole then? Well, they they tend to live in uh, colder climates because they can. Okay. They survive in colder climates. They're just more adaptable. They go and starve themselves to death. They just sit. No, they just freeze. They just just sort of, like, give up on life, freeze to death. Shit. It's that you can see where there's honor in it, though. It's kind yeah, of like, yeah. do you know what I mean? My uses have run out. Yeah, so, so I'll become to... one with the earth once yeah. more. And it is a very kind of it's it feels way of very... falling on their sword. Yeah, and then the tribe will find them and like build like little stone effigies to them and stuff, or use depending on the tribe, even use them as fertilizer and stuff like that. It's both depressing and wholesome. And yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's how I want to go when I die. Turn me into mulch, please. <laughs> Throw me in a compost heap. She'd be like, sorry, Jack's parents. He is specifically requested to be composted. One day you just I, you come home and I go, I'm going to watch the night. <laughs> Bye. I'll see you, Jack. See you. Forever. Yeah. Uh, so another sort of like interesting thing, I guess, is that Goliaths aren't necessarily like combative in terms of like bloodthirsty. Mm. Mm. They're not like they they consider the loss of any tribes member more important than going to war with someone. So mm-hmm. if if an area becomes dangerous, they would rather just leave. They're nomadic. Okay. Yeah. They they can yeah. just leave. They don't really care. Do you know what I mean? If like an orc band came within the same territories, they just go, All right, <laughs> time to move on. Yeah, 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 you know, it's yours now. It's cool. Well just fuck it. We'll fuck it, man. there's plenty of land. We'll find more. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, however, if they are forced into a war, they are very, very fucking good at it. Yeah. They fight with no fear and they tend to have like war captains that are ba- like, they're the best of the best. The yeah. whole reason that they became a war captain is because they were the best at it. Yeah. And then they strive to be better and better and better and better and better and better. And exactly. Better forever. Exactly. Even in peacetime, they're still going to be competing and still going to be training and getting better. Uh, they do tend to like use like hide and leather due to the fact that they farm a lot of like goats and stuff like that. That's a lot of their sort of like nutrients and what they actually eat um that means they do wear a lot of like leather armor which leads them to be better barbarians um to train as um however there is certain roles within the tribe that are picked specifically for druidic people and ranger like people so there isn't just there isn't just like a study of strength and survival. There's also a study of nature itself mm. with them, and they do have a lot of spiritual ties to the earth, and that's kind of how they express themselves, which is very druidic in nature anyway. And that's why you'll have rangers, druids, and barbarians. And I do think that um, that they're because they do have they do have like a god system. Othea being their main goddess, they have another name for their head. Uh, male god which is give me a second kulvaki is the ram lord and was the guardian and created deity of the goliaths kulaki the dead goddess was said to once have been a goddess of mountain springs but was spurned by the other gods as she overslept and failed to lead the goliaths to water thus she became instead the goddess of dead and of exiles sound familiar though Mm, interesting goddess Mm. that you know, didn't fulfill a promise, so was exiled. Eve, Adam and Eve story. No, literally the giants. Yeah, that as well. <laughs> and then they've got some other like hunter gods and climber gods and fertility gods and natural disaster gods stuff. Mm. Like that's kind of like their pantheon. But I do, I do feel like because even the druids and the shamans are called sky watchers or sun speakers, and it's like very earthy very druidic vibe so i do think that they've got their natural knowledge from the lands they're not like an intellectual study it's more yeah. like a wisdom really study um going with the nomadic vibe of the yeah creatures. exactly exactly so yeah um there's like a few roles within the um within the society um so oh something that does happen is that sometimes um the idea of like taking taking hostages and finishing off fallen foes or attacking like civilians is kind of distasteful in their culture. Mm. They're like, it's unnecessarily, why would we do this? Um, they're also, interestingly, don't hold like gender in the same sort of vein either. They're like, why would we, uh, why would we care whether or not a woman or a man does a certain job? Like, yeah. are they the best at it? Shut the fuck up. Then. Yeah, because well, yeah, if they're nomadic as well, then the majority of their time is going to be spent hunter-gathering regardless of whether they are male or female. Exactly. Is now. 
you know, you got no, it. Yeah, it's more to do with whether or not you're the best at it. But there's also like a few rules, uh, roles within the tribe. So there's the chieftain, who's the primary authority figure, uh, responsible for choosing where the tribe should move to and stuff like that. So they need to be pretty much the best tracker, best survivalist. Uh, there's two captains um, each have important jobs in the morning which can be like hunting, gathering, cooking or scouting and then they build their teams to set out their tasks um, so essentially it's two captains because that encourages rivalry <laughs> and it's the idea that they are competing to basically look after the tribe the best <laughs> Okay. hunting, gathering, cooking so ranger kind of vibes uh, sky watchers are often the druid, you know the sun speakers mm kind of shaman and they're about like making sure resources aren't over harvested the game animals aren't needlessly slaughtered and they they often don't participate with the other captains to do like hunting or anything like that because they're kind of about the sort of philosophical philosophical side of things Mm. overseeing festivals and rituals and celebrations rather than day-to-day stuff um the dawn caller basically um is the the person who just watches the camp and calls in dawn like a chicken (laughs) Um, does it say what noise they make they often no well they often sing or bellow tales of goliath bravery of heroics of the village to wake everyone up so you'd be woken by the sound of your mate fighting a tiger yesterday He'd just start retelling the story really loudly in the middle of the town. Um, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Cool. It's, like, it's almost like a town crier. Yeah. Kind of like. There's different ones every day, and they're given less work throughout the day so that they can stay up in the night. Hmm. What accent do we think giants have? Goliaths. Oh. Goliaths. Giants, Goliaths, all of them. You know, they're going to have a. They've got common ancestry, yeah. so shared. But yeah, specifically Goliaths. I quite like the idea that Goliaths sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I kind of have to change my hobgoblin. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> did you hear what Steve did yesterday? <laughs> I saw he took off the bear's head with his just his hands. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. Do it. Do it Get now. better. <laughs> oh, my God. I can just imagine them all, like, working out and being like, yeah, come on, you need to work pump. on your form. <laughs> what fair, is that? Full range of motion. was going to play one in a movie, it would be, oh, yeah. it would be him. Yeah, it would be The Rock With now. Danny DeVito playing like a goblin. <laughs> <next> <laughs> the Rock's tiny, though. The Rock's only, like, six foot. I mean, that's not tiny, but, you know, yeah, like, yeah. you see him stood next to Shaquille O'Neal, and you're like, oh. Yeah, but that's because oh. Shaquille O'Neal is a giant. Yeah, he is a giant. He is Goliath size. Literally. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, So there's the adjudicator who settles disputes, and they're pretty much all brought up after the evening meal, which is quite funny. (laughs) It's like everybody eats together, and then they all go and talk to the adjudicator. It's like, yeah, let me start your problem. How extreme, though? Do you reckon there's any circumstances where it's like, look, guys, we can't wait until after dinner. Kevin just killed fucking steve we will wait till dinner time we haven't had the appetizers yet come on wait till dinner time is over (laughs) come on you know the rules finished my schnitzel so finish your sweet roll and then we will talk about this (laughs) so essentially um if a goliath appeals against the adjudicated decision the chieftain then has to settle the dispute um but would also have to dismiss dismiss the adjudicator for not solving the problem right oh would he then go and watch the night i don't if well they'd be fired so they'd have to figure something out <laughs> they're no longer the best adjudicator um the tent mother is basically a wet nurse i just cool. love the term tent mother <laughs> it's responsible for caring and teaching of the tribe's infants and toddlers as their parents are often busy with other responsibilities um so tent mothers are also decided when young goliaths were old enough to start contributing to the s- tribe so probably around the age of 10 is when they mature and that's when you'd that's it you're a tent mother that's your job now. <laughs> uh, but you're going to be the best damn tent mother there ever is. Best tent mother we've ever seen. <laughs> and then my favourite job is the lamenter. <laughs> responsible for determining when a tribe member... Uh, oh, no, sorry. Responsible for determining when tribe members are too old or too weak and they serve as a productive member of the tribe. So good lamenters would often approach the individual to explain their decision and, and then consult the chieftain. So they're basically the one that goes... No, you you're to, too old. Yeah, my God. <laughs> you need to go and uh, yeah. watch the night, mate. Time for time for uh, exile, my Get friend. Get out of here. You need to go. Um, but then they'd 
then they'd often prepare a long chant to commemorate the Goliath before exiling them. So they're kind of like, they, they tell you you're out, and then they go, but here's a list of nice things <laughs> we, we have to say about you. I've just realised, have uh, neither of you have read a book called The Giver? I've never read a book. <laughs> no, I know for a fact that is not true, Niall. I can't read. Um, <laughs> shut up. I can't read. I can't read. Um, it's just, it's got some similarities. Obviously, they're not Goliaths, yeah. they are human Half people. Humans. But um, it's kind of, they are, it's a really weird kind of futuristic society where they're, they're kind of, I think they're given like pills so that they don't, they don't have emotions. Oh, like equilibrium. I don't yeah. Like Equilibrium. Okay. That's what happens um, in the film with Christian Bale. Christian Bale and Sean Beam. <laughs> okay. Equilibrium. Um, but yeah, so it's like they, they have emotions and they like can be ha- happy and stuff, but they don't... Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they're raised till age 10 and they have to do like... They have to try out different jobs and then they will... At the age of 10, they get put into that job and then for the rest of their life that will be their job yeah until they become an elder and go to an elder place and then when it's time for them to be gone um they have like a ceremony and they send the elder to a place that to is a farm. to kill yeah they get sent into a room and they're euthanized um sweet <laughs> and it's but it's just it's i've literally just suddenly clocked that it just that's kind of yeah it's very similar yeah but like it? less futuristic yeah, yeah, it's more like shamanistic and like ritual. Yeah, uh, some Lauren, Lauren Justice for you for for um, for Goliath. Goliath's caught stealing, cheating, or disobeying the chieftain were beaten. <laughs> Pain is considered a healthy motivator in Goliath's society. Lovely. <laughs> slap your kids, people. Slap your kids. <laughs> so um, another really good one um, used as a punishment: shunning. Shun. Involved, involved with the tribe acting like the criminal doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, savage! Shun the non-believer, Charlie. So you wouldn't be picked for teams or sports, <laughs> which is which is pretty important in Goliath culture, because uh, competition is obviously so healthy yeah. in their in their culture. So you're on the bench today, Steve. Games. What no, you're just not playing. playing. What sports are they? Playing? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So. Um, so you and you weren't provided with food or shelter, so you'd have to so, you'd have to fend for yourself. A lesser form of shunning for minor crimes, uh, and these have got names, by the way. So shunning is called uh, volokthia, okay, and um, minor shunning is called volokkanu or half shunning. Saw so the offending. It's basically the offending Goliath simply treated poorly and as a second class member of the tribe. <laughs> It's never spoken outright, but rather was communicated and decided via body language. Many Goliaths claim to just know how long a shunning should last. It's like the ultimate guilt trip. I love that. That is uh, so you wouldn't so talk toxic. about it. It would never be like, "Hey, should we should we stop Volok Canu on Dave soon?" Nah, <laughs> another week. Like they, yeah, you would never talk about it. You'd never have that discussion. You just one of you would start speaking to them again. (laughs) It's like the worst relationship with your parents ever, but it's a whole tribe. Yeah. (laughs) So the worst punishment that you can receive was exile, and you would get um, a new honorific middle name because every Goliath has like a nickname. Mm -hmm. You have your name, your nickname, then your like your family Family name. name, but. That that new name was often, you know, part of part of like your commemoration. So it wasn't an insult. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If you did nothing with your life, then maybe it'd be an insult. <laughs> but it's seen as a sad thing. Mm. Being exiled is not fun for anyone. Mm. It's like salt and the snail. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, you, that's when, a, when that's they... an always sunny Philadelphia <laughs> reference. <laughs> Nobody wants to salt her. Nobody wants to throw salt at a grown woman, but she makes you do it. She makes you have to do it. Um, Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Cool. Go on. Uh, what was I going to say? When they are exiled, would any of them choose to kind of go and sit in the cold and die? Or yeah. would... Some would leave. Some would... It depends but, on when you got, what you're exiled for. If you got exiled for being old, then it's like, yeah, shit. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? But if you got exiled for being a dickhead, then you'd probably be very unhappy about it. You probably, you know, you could go just travel the world. Yeah, 
Cool. Or kill yourself, whichever one. Either you know. way. However depressed you feel at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It depends on it depends on the depends on what you want to play. Depends on the the mood or the vibe of it. Do you know what I mean? Is, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're a bad Goliath. Maybe you're a bit of a bad boy, and you're like, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to be part of this tribe. You, your, your shamans suck. <laughs> your rituals don't are ass. Don't want to be part of this family anyway. I'm leaving, mom. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I, uh, I love the idea of an elder that just doesn't go and die because they're like, no, I can, I can do stuff. Do stuff. <laughs> Don't do it for me. Join, join in a party and just yeah. be like, I, I could kill a dragon. <laughs> All me back. Or if they just yeah. they spend their time perfecting benign tasks that mean nothing. Like, guys, I learned to do the worm. I can do the worm. <laughs> I am like, the best at the worm. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So, um, Goliaths, like, in terms of, like, the way that the way that their crafting and art looks is very simple. Um, it's all tanning and simple pottery and bone carving and painting. Uh, they did learn some crafting techniques from dwarfs. However, they do not see the point in any of the artistry that comes along with it. So it doesn't mean that they're as good as crafting as dwarves are, but they can make some mean forges. Like they can, okay. they can make some mean weaponry if they are allowed to do so. And if you, you know, if you meet a tribe that is specifically quite advanced, mm. but they're, mm. they're just, they're not in it if they've for got making re- things if look they've got beautiful. The resources to make it, they're going to be good at it, yeah. and they're going to make good stuff. But they're making it for practical terms. Yeah, they're not making it showy. And generally speaking, they're not going to have a forge. No, you know, they're not going to have that. You know, those. They'll materials. probably just use one. Yeah, they'll probably find one and use one if one of them could remember how to do it and passed on that knowledge, kind mm. of thing. Um, they speak giant, but their dialect is called Gol Golka. Um, and it's spoken exclusively for thousands of years by them. Um, it's it's essentially when you start to learn Dwarvish and Giant, they're they're all written in the same script, mm. but they're not in the same language. Yeah, essentially. So you could see Dwarvish, and it'd be like, "Whoa, that looks like Giant written wrong." Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? It looks like gobbledygook. But then it's mm. the same way the other way around. It's like you can learn to write in Elvish. Yeah. But that does not mean you are writing in Elvish. You are writing Elvish. Script. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You were asking about the games. Yes. What kind of games they play. Uh, goat ball. <laughs> Involves the use of a stuffed goat hide, which is tossed around by two teams, usually four aside. I really like the idea that they haven't actually sewn it into a ball. It's just they've stuffed a goat. <laughs> They're throwing a fucking goat around. You know what I mean? Like it's still in goat form. It's still got the horns on. Yeah, it's still the full yeah, goat. Yeah, they just stuffed it and went, there you go. It bounces now. So you'd stand on like, they all of, all of the, the Goliaths stand on a platform mm-hmm. and essentially they chuck the goat at each other to see if they can knock each other off. Oh, it's dodgeball. Oh, I yeah. like that. Oh, it's fucking cool. And dodgeball that's, yeah. on a stick. What's this called again? Once Sorry, you're, once you're play, both players are out from a team, you're out. Goat ball. Goat ball. Yeah. If uh, you can dodge a goat, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stubborn root, where one Goliath was chosen to be the root and would have to defend a ridge or a peak from other competitors. Basically, king of the hill. That's fucking cool. I like that. Oh. Yeah, you just have to beat a load of people up. <laughs> Uh, cliff climb, which is basically a, a simple cliff. race. Yeah, just, <laughs> just a race climbing a cliff and then back down again. Uh, you could choose to fall partway down to save some time. So it's kind of seen like as a bit of a nuts game where you just jump down to get there faster. Do they take less fall damage? No. No. It's just it literally it's like just with the increased risk of injury. Yeah. <laughs> um, do it for the culture. Yeah. Do it for the lols. <laughs> They're pretty good. Are you going to be the best? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> in terms of like their relationships with other people, Goliaths and Earth Genasi kind of get along because they've they've both kind of got like rocky skin and they see them as like their cousins in a way, okay. even though there's no relation. Wait, okay. who? Sorry. Uh, Goliath often refers to like Earth Genasi. Oh, right. Yeah. They're basically like Earth people. Mm-hmm. They're like, yo, cuz. And it's like, we're not related. Yeah, yeah, yeah cuz. <laughs> yeah, but we look the same in it, cuz. Like, it's fine. It's like, it's like, I'm from Nigeria. You're from Jamaica. We're not, we're not even yeah, close. Yeah, cuz. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, no, we're not the same. <laughs> we are not. But same. we both look rocky. <laughs> 
What did you call me? I said Rocky. <laughs> Rocky Balboa. You don't get to use that word. Was <laughs> that a hard wine? <laughs> <laughs> so um, both humans and druids and rangers tend to kind of work together sometimes with Goliath tribes because they have like a similar similar culture similar yeah yeah um and they both recognize that they can mutually benefit um glass find elves quite intimidating because they live for a really long time um oh that's a good point how long do Goliaths tend to live for like quite short because they do stupid shit <laughs> but if how long at this stage because obviously the younger the more generations that come the younger they die well they no no oh that's giants. giants that's not Goliath that's sorry giants. these are glass so um, they tend to live about like forty years, maybe. Wait, but maybe. Th- no, okay. but that's ten to like. What is the if they? Oh, I guess the whole point is they're going to get to a point where they're not going to be able, able to do so. so they're never going to reach their full age no, because they're going to kill themselves. Yeah, they'll kill themselves before it gets. What to if it. there is one that what is determined to be the best? Yeah, what about a rebel? Just staying alive, <gasps> the I best liver. <laughs> just <laughs> I will live for the longest. That is all. I and then they. Uh, that's what, that's their claim to fame. They're just like I'm older than. I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest like, alive. I'm the best at being old, so you can't kill me. I'm the best at being old. Until one of you overtakes me. <laughs> but we can't, because you're the oldest. That's really funny. Um, <laughs> I think that'd be something that I would decide as a DM. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to be that there's a, Yeah, there's, I, I have some interesting thoughts, which we'll get to. We will get to them. Anyway, so, um, yeah, they find, they find elves kind of intimidating because they live for so long. And it's like mm. weird to think of like great grandparents and ancestors. They're like, whoa, <laughs> I barely have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even speak to him. <laughs> the den mother does that. Yeah. Um, they're, they're not particularly like in like grudging matches because they don't hold grudges with like orcs or half orcs or goblins or anything like that. So they're pretty chill in terms of like, you know, what they do. But again, they, they literally don't have any clear origin mm-hmm. of where they came from. Um, or how old the Goliath race has been. Uh, it's kind of commonly believed that they're somehow related to either stone giants or earth genasi, which is why they have that relationship like cousins. Mm. Um, another story claims that the first Goliaths were humans who saw answers from their god, and these individuals climbed the columns of the sky mountain range to seek parlay with their gods. And it was said that the journey to the peaks turned the seekers into the first Goliaths. And the story was told that they were also created by Kavaki from gems that you found glowing on the brush of the highest peak of a mountain. So there's multiple origin stories, mm. all of them, you know, mythology. But um, but yeah, that's kind of pretty much Goliaths. Now, one of the thoughts that I had was about the idea that Goliaths literally came from nowhere. However, it is stated in the giant mythology that the last child that was created did have descendants and that maybe their descendant will one day rebuild mm. Osteria and recall Anam. That child is never described other than being a smaller giant, the smallest giant. Goliaths and giant relationships are described to be unhostile from one side. Goliaths aren't particularly like one way or the other about giants. However, mm. giants do view Goliaths as lesser beings mm. and will treat them as slaves because they're the strongest of the small folk. Okay. But they're still small. Mm. And I think that's a big Pure clue Goliath. into Goliath origins. Mm. I think Goliaths were originally descendants from uh, Athea and Anam's final child. Mm. And I think that's their The one that was killed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's their whole spiel, their yeah. whole thing. I quite like that. That's yeah, just me. Theory. It'd be funky to play. Conspiracy theories. It'd be funky though to play that, to play that as a as a yeah. quest to be like, right, you got to rebuild history. It's to start his there. Historia? Yeah, a story. Astoria. Astoria. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's really cool. That's dope. But yeah. Uh let's go into the stats. Whoop. The best bit. So um, some like cool birth names that they'll have is like Akuan, Igath, Gal Al, Guruthuk, Lilakan, Kioth, Kuru, Lo Kang. Like they're very strong giant names. Mm. Orilo, is Akuan a language? Huh? Oh, Akuan. Yeah. Yeah, Akuan is. Okay. Um, did I? Say? Oh, Akan. 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 Right. Yeah. A U K A N. 
Um, clan names tend to be like um, Anna Kalathai, Elana Thino, Gatha Kanathi. So a lot of like longer Katho Olavai. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot longer names that are sometimes double barreled. And then you'll have a nickname. So like Bear Killer, Dawn Caller, Fearless, Flint Finder, Horn Carver, Keen Eye, Lone Hunter, Long Leaper, these kind of things. So your name would be something like um, Vimak Twice Orphaned. <laughs> you <laughs> know you lost your parents that's that's what you're known for being a big orphan so in terms of stats as a goliath uh you're straight sorry oh, no. repeat wait repeat that what how do they what the how do they get their names they get their names from tragedies that have happened <laughs> no, it could be anything like bear killer sky watcher steady hand but when i was reading them out the one that caught my eye was twice orphaned <laughs> This is Gregory uh, Saggy Balls. And, um... <laughs> Gael Saggy Balls Elathanino. <laughs> Twice orphaned, first of his name. <laughs> so they're naturally stronger, so they have an increase of two to their strength, and their constitution goes up by one um, to make up for the fact that they live in like harsher climates. They have lifespans comparable to humans, but they enter adulthood in their late teens and usually live for less than a century. Uh, they're between seven and eight foot tall. Uh, they're m- classed as a medium sized, even though they're so tall. Their speed is the same as pretty much everyone 30 foot, but they're naturally athletic. So you have the proficiency skill of athletics mm. because you're used to being on your feet and doing stuff and climbing and shit like that. Mm. So you've got something called Stone's Endurance, which is great. You can focus yourself to occasionally shrug off an injury. When you take damage, you can use your reaction to roll a d12, add your constitution, and reduce the damage by that total. So you just, if you take like six points of damage, roll a d12, add your constitution, minus that, sometimes you take no damage. Because you're like, I just... you technically but that, gain health? <laughs> no, <laughs> no like, you can't. But that uses your action. Reaction. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's like um, one of the... Four things you can do when you're okay. when you're on your turn when you're playing okay. the game. Um, a powerful build means that when you determine your carrying capacity and weight that you can push, drag, or lift, you're considered large. So even though you are a medium creature, your strengths. Yeah, you can carry more, you can lift more, you can move more than any other normal creature. Does that also affect your strength statistics? Like, no, so it's not affecting your capability with no. But it means that like. Due to your size and stature, you would naturally be able to pick something up a lot easier than anyone else mm. because you're so fucking tall. It's like, yeah, you you just got more bone. You've got more bone. You've got more muscle than anything else in this world. So, like, yes, you are stronger. That's cool. <laughs> just just flat out doesn't mean you can hit any better or use it any better, but you you can pick up shit. <laughs> um, you have resistance to cold damage. Because you're mountain born and you're acclimatized to high altitude, including elevations above 2,000 feet. So you just don't find mountain terrain hard at all. You're just like, yeah, this is easy. The cold doesn't affect you. The languages they speak are common and giant, which again goes back to their giant roots. Now that's the regular one. That's just sort of the... Base game. The base The base game, thank you. Uh, you've heard about this more than Cain and stuff uh, before, and essentially it... Uh, it just means that your your plus two and your plus one can go into any of the stats that you want them to. And they haven't changed much at all uh, with this. The only thing that they've changed is that you can use Stone's Endurance more. So if you were going to play a Goliath, I would recommend playing the Modern Canaan's version just because it does have... It's literally... It's exactly the same. There's no difference in it at all. So just just take the extra boosts <laughs> like you get more you get more stones endurance than you do before so you can only do it once per short rest or long rest whereas this you can do it as many times as your proficiency bonus so that's a minimum of two. Oh, okay so that's pretty good that's pretty good anyway that was goliaths gang what did you think i, I like them um i know that you said that they're, they're not really interested in the artistic like of crafts but say that's just they... like that culture yeah. Of like nomadic lifestyle. It's like, just, why are you going to waste time making things pretty? I would find it really funny if one of them like wandered into a village, became a florist. Saw, no, like oh, right. saw, <laughs> saw like a bard and went, I can do better than that. 
Oh, 100%. They and then, yeah. <laughs> then they just became like an expert on In the their move. own environment, they wouldn't ever meet a bard yeah. in their own yeah. culture, but then they would see one and go, ah, oh, shit. I love the so idea of just a Goliath a, that's bard. That's just <laughs> baseline, isn't it? Just like... Exactly. Yeah. Their culture, it's like that. That's like their their culture. Even as like, if you were going to make a Goliath that was like fully, I don't know, like civilized, lives lives in a town, their, their, what would seep in in their culture is like is to be the best. Mm. That would be it. It wouldn't be about anything in particular. It wouldn't be about being the strongest or the best at surviving. It'd be like, no, we as Goliaths are the best at everything we do. That is what that is what you will strive to do. It's kind of like cultural hang-ups. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Victorian era made everyone really stuffy, but also very fucking sexually deviant behind closed curtains. Mm. <laughs> it's essentially that. Do you know what I mean? If yeah. you restrict, if you restrict one thing, or you you unlimit one thing. It was like why the massive like hippie movement happened in the seventies, where everybody was just banging because it's been like years of sexual repression mm. from yeah. Victorian era into this shit. We've given the people acid, <laughs> and all they want to do is fuck. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like this. It's that. It's like oh shit, we we unleashed Goliaths into this world, and now they're just perfecting everything. <laughs> now they're just becoming the best at everything. They're the one percent. <laughs> you could also, I mean. An evil Goliath would be pretty sinister. Yeah. You go down that angle of, I want to be the best at everything. I am the best at flaying people alive. So I kill, <laughs> I kill, I kill all my rivals. Yeah. <laughs> to be the best. Or I'll keep them alive. You lost fair and square. Now you die. <laughs> no. I imagine die. even more twisted, they keep them alive to, to, to like practice against them. Uh, it's like when he has the finishing blow, he's like, no. Nah. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> anytime. Yeah. Anytime. Dave. Anytime, motherfucker, I could do it, but nope. And they just leave like a weight room in their prison cell and be like, well, next time I get back, you better have worked you out. You better be better. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you'd play a Goliath then? Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Especially it goes with the yeah, kind of ranger style that I I, I like yeah. um, instinctively like that. And I was surprised. I didn't think a Goliath was going to go down the ranger route. I thought, yeah. you know, it's kind of like the bugbear thing where it's like, yeah. wait, well, bugbears are stealthy, but they're seven foot tall, 350 pounds, and they exactly. can sneak in between a table like, okay. And it, yeah, same with the Goliath. Yeah. Um, they make good rogues. Mm. Goliaths make good everything. Yeah, it sounds like they make good everything. What about spell casting and stuff like ma- mage? Well, in terms of like culturally, they would want to be the best at it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. they would make a good spell caster. In terms of stats wise, with modern canons, you can do whatever you want. So mm. you might. Yeah. But traditionally, they'd lead themselves to martial fires. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's fast. That's, I, I love that. I like Goliaths. They sound pretty cool. I want to play one now. Yeah. One day. One day. Well, guys, did you learn anything today? No. Nothing. Not really. Can we can we play now? Never. Ugh. Never. Nothing. Ever. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to the shows. I've been Niall. I've been Connie. I've been Jack. Thanks for listening to the show, and if you enjoyed, please leave a review as it helps. Big thank you to our editor, Jack Sinclair and G McDermott, for our cover art. If you'd like to check out any cool merchandise, head to littlelionslayer.co.uk, where Julia, our resident smithy, has all our products up for sale. Until next time, brave adventurers. <laughs>